0: Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee,
1: and this
0: is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich
1: means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal
0: well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love, and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the
1: challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place.
0: Hey, this is Mimi. And this is Lee.
1: And in this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about getting clear on your niche So that your business gathers momentum and feels inspirational.
0: Oh, I love that. Like when your business feels inspirational.
1: (laughs) We love a good inspirational business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Makes it a lot more fun to work in that business, right? Than if your business felt stressful. Um, And we'd love to talk about niche. We do. (laughs) When I first started business, I didn't know how excited I would be to talk about niche. I'm not sure I even really understood what a niche was. So true. Yeah. So um, the way Lee and I look at niche, it's like this beautiful combination of the knowledge and skills that you have and that you want to share. Like I've got all this goodness and I want other people to have it. To, to solve a specific problem. Sometimes I think of problems as like, um, I need to know how to cook an egg. But I also think creative things can be considered like a solution too, right? Like I need, I want my house to smell better. So a candle can be a solution to a problem. Like it, it isn't always just like a doom and gloom problem. So it's like, you've got this knowledge and skills and there's this solution that you want to give to your customer and it's your customer itself. Like what specific customer um, do you want to work with and is going to benefit from your solution?
1: Yeah, you could want to buy a grapefruit, and your problem is you need to find a grapefruit. And so somebody out there is gonna have grapefruit for sale. <laughs> That's the solution to your problem. So it could be anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, for divorced women, like I need a divorce lawyer, or family law expert, or something like that. It doesn't have to be that big, but sometimes.
0: Sometimes yeah. it and it's how those three pieces come together, right? You, the solution and your customer mm-hmm. to create this beautiful um, niche.
1: Yes. So it's a it's not just one thing. It's like a. the definition includes several moving parts, which I think makes it sometimes that's what's confusing for people is that they are moving parts. And you um, and I talk about niche a lot and also teach on niche a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's fluid. It's something that moves around and it's something you have to test and it evolves as your business evolves. So that's another thing because it's a moving target sometimes. I think that also can add confusion when people are trying to get, wrap their arms around
0: what this niche thing is. Yeah. So let's just bot back to the grapefruit example. (laughs) So say that um, the problem that you solve is helping people pick the most perfect um, organic ruby red grapefruit. Like that's your sweet spot. You know that really well. So then as you start to collect these people, you can also expand that niche to include great recipes to use once you found this perfect ruby red organic grapefruit. So I think what Lee's saying, it's fluid, you know, or you may find that people that are looking for grapefruits are also looking for oranges, yeah. you know, and so it's, but I think if you start, you know, really clear and specific that that's the thing, but, and sometimes you might have to move around to find that person. And, mm-hmm. and you might find that, you know what, that really wasn't that exciting to me. Like yeah, I think <laughs> working that niche, mm-hmm. but really I think I have more to offer in a different way and you can can shift it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So there's a lot to explore. It's like an exploratory path that you're on with niche. And in fact, we use the metaphor of a pathway in our teaching. So we do think of it as this it's something that moves. Um, you know, the customer's moving, you're moving your niche might be, you know, how you meet with them might move. So uh, it's fluid and still understandable. If we can understand it, you can understand it too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like the way you said that, like how you approach it, because if you're trying to teach someone how to pick the perfect grapefruit, you might just say, I'm just going to create a beautiful PDF. You can sign up for it and I'll email it to you. Mm -hmm. Or you might say, really, what I think would be helpful is if I got a YouTube video and I got a variety of different grapefruits and then I could really show you. So, you know, it is like you can change what you want to teach. You can change the customer that you're trying to reach and you can change the mechanism in which you're going to share that solution.
1: Mm -hmm. So much there. So much goodness there.
0: Goodness around a grapefruit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I must be craving grapefruit. Yeah. So when, another thing that happens when you have a an optimal niche, because they're, they're less optimal niche ideas and concepts, because it starts in your head as a concept. You know, first, when you're thinking of your business, there's a, this conceptual idea of it. And you start where you are. It's not like you're a bad person if your niche is not clear yet, but you start where you, wherever you are. And then... I I think one business goal for each business owner is to try to get as clear, you know, always be on that pathway of clarity, knowing that you may not have reached it yet. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're bad or your product's bad or your customers are bad. (laughs) You know, it's just that you're on this pathway. But the, the thing about a good clear niche as opposed to a not so clear niche and one that doesn't help you as much is that it differentiates you from all the other grapefruit vendors out there. If we go back to grapefruit or coaches or consultants, how are people gonna know to come to you? And this is why the exercise for you of making sure you have as clear a niche as in your mind first, cause that's where it starts as possible, will make all the difference for you in your business.
0: Yeah. And to really be able to write out, like we teach writing out a very clear and concise niche statement that includes all the different pieces, like who you are, what the solution is and who the customer is. It's a beautiful thing. We can talk a little bit more about that as, yeah. you know, as we go on. But I think like before we kind of dive into that, like how how is somebody feeling if they don't have a niche? Like what does that look like? What are they thinking? What are the questions they're asking themselves if they don't really have a niche?
1: Yeah, so, you know, um, am I starting the right business? I don't know, and, or that you might think of it like, I don't know if I'm starting the right business. Am I starting the right business? I'm not sure, you know, just sort of this um, hesitancy that seems to plague early, like people who have a business concept, but they're not quite, it's like the engine's not quite catching and starting. Uh, then there's this hesitant hesitancy that stems from a less clear niche. Um, another thought people can have is, you know, I'm good at this, but can I make money at it? Uh, you may think that has that that statement has to do with money fears or, and it may, you know, it may wrap into that and glom onto that, you know, if you have any money fears. But it's also less clear to the person who might ask that question, perhaps. Because they don't see the direct pathway, the clear pathway from what they have to offer, what they think they can offer, and how it solves a problem for someone who, you know, has that problem, and so that can lead to a symptom of you know this question that runs around and also causes hesitancy. Somebody's not really getting going, um, and when you're hesitant about, am I starting the right business? Am I good at this? Can I make money? Um, Are you confident in your business idea? I mean, I think, you know, it's sort of self-evident. Maybe not. Maybe. And that could not, that could mean that your business idea actually has some goodness to it. It's just, you haven't sharpened that niche and differentiated yourself enough, or maybe even thought through the problem your customer is having enough and how you, you know, so there's this kind of deeper work to be done. So you, you get more confidence and you have less hesitancy.
0: Yeah, I think, I yeah, I definitely think if you find yourself answering, asking those questions, that the potential culprit could be that you aren't really clear on your niche. Mm-hmm. I think some of the other questions are like, how come people aren't buying this yet? I'm not making any, why aren't I making any money? Yeah, You know, like, um, I think if you find yourself asking, asking yourself that question, it might be a niche issue, right? Or if, um if you're thinking I have too many business ideas or I have these two amazing business ideas and I just can't pick the mm-hmm. one I want, like that's when you need to really sit down and start to think about what is the niche that I want to serve? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the solution that, you know, that I want to prevent, but it's, it's a sign that there's a niche, there's a niche happening issue. and you don't have that clarity around your niche because um, when you get super clear on your niche, those types of questions really will evaporate.
1: Exactly. Because a person, and we we get into this kind of understanding all the time with our clients and even with us, um, that when you're stuck between two business ideas, you may think, you know, I'm just, I just like too many things, you know, I just want to work, you know, they both sound good and I'm just, I can't, and you think it's you or you think that it's not solvable, because that's where you are at the moment. But then if you really do the investigation and some of the work on niche, which is a process, it's an actual step-by-step process. Um, there, there are many different ways you can do a little deeper work. You will get clearer. You will not stay stuck in that. You will know what you want to do. So um, it's it's I'm trying to think, like, what is it like for people? Um, like, I'm just not an exercise person. But then, you know, sometimes, yeah. You know, so I just, you know, I can't quite decide because I don't really like exercise, you know. And then suddenly, you discover that walking is actually exercise. Nobody told you walking. You thought you had to go to the gym. It's like, oh, I like to walk. I like walk. I like exercise. Suddenly, it's reframed for you. And it's the same way, it's a um, doing the work to find a clear niche is a reframing. It's like a step-by-step reframing process so that you see you actually do, you have a business idea. There's something you can actually take and run with. And then all that hesitancy goes away. Um, You know, that thinking that you're just multi-passionate, you know, all the stories you tell yourself about it that keep you in that hesitancy go away.
0: Yeah, that's a great segue Lee, into the idea of, so those are the types of questions that you're asking yourself that could be indicative of a lack of niche, but what are some of the actual symptoms that you, that somebody can be experiencing? Like, I love the idea that like, if there's hesitancy there or an unwillingness to choose, you know, and you're asking yourself that question, the symptom is you don't choose, right? Like that's the, that's where that symptom's going to lead you to. But what are some other like really clear symptoms that people can have?
1: Well, I want to make sure what you just said and highlight and underline that not being able to make decisions early on in your business or even midway in your business is a sign that you're just not clear on what you actually offer and want to do and who you're offering it to. Um, But and and any, you know, you could look at if the word hesitancy doesn't, you don't relate to it, maybe stagnancy or stuckness.
0: We hear stuck all the time. We use that, you know, we can throw it around like it's a symptom for so many things. But if it's in this idea of picking your business and taking action on a business, it's probably niche related, right? Yes.
1: Um, feeling a lack of motivation. Um, it shows up when you, anytime you have to write copy, like you get this tremendous writer's block. Like, I just don't even know where to begin it comes up in your website design and your copy woes trying to fill up your pages on your website uh, because you don't know what to say uh, yeah. because it's just not clear or emails to your people it's so much harder to write those emails when you don't have a clear idea of your niche you know
0: yeah and and it's interesting because um those are the symptoms and I think often people are red flagging like oh I don't want to Pick a niche because that's going to reduce my sales. But if you're having less than optimal sales and low traffic to your site and low click rates, you know if that's something that you're tracking because you're stagnant on those things. Lee was just walking through, you know, like you don't know what to write. Your your website design is messy and all over the place. You know, it's relate. These are all symptoms of not nailing down a really clear niche. Like you've either kept it too broad. You know, And so it's speaking to everybody. So nobody knows if it's really for them or you really aren't saying anything like it's, right, right. you know, it's like you're not, not sending an email, you're not putting anything out there.
1: Yeah. And sometimes even if you are putting the email out, when you go back and look at it later, you realize you didn't say anything. So you could even try to fill it w- with words because you've know you got to write those emails and you go back and you're like, what the heck was I trying to say here? I didn't know. I didn't know because I didn't really understand what I was talking about. Not because I'm stupid, but because I just wasn't clear in my mind. I didn't have the conceptualization clear enough. And so it came out as just this sort of bland, talky email that didn't get any result. And, you know, it's because of niche. It goes back yeah. to niche.
0: Yeah, it just was like, just stayed at such a broad level. Right. Um, So, with then you can see how the opposite of that would be indicative of, oh, my niche is really clear. Like, because sometimes people will say, how do I know if I have the right niche? How do I know if this is the right business and this is what I should be doing? You know, it's like the opposite has happened, right? Like, you can sit down and it's so easy to write an email. You know, it's so easy to get your copy. It's so easy to put your website together.
1: It writes itself. Everything designs and writes itself when you have the clear niche. All everything does a one eighty. You're more inspired. You're more motivated. Um, you when you talk. You're, when you talk and communicate about what you do. It has an energy to it that it doesn't have if you don't have that clear niche. And yeah, things, emails write themselves. Website copy writes itself. Ad copy writes itself.
0: Right. And the programs that you design to sell the products, you know, how um, you develop those and deliver it. All of those decisions become so much easier when you have taken the time to really nail down and understand your niche. It's just a beautiful thing.
1: Right. And it, yeah, so it leads to your product design, which we're not necessarily going into here, but it definitely is intertwined with your product design you know, which is what we're definitely going to do, you know, another podcast on that specific thing, because that could be another piece of the equation when you have some of these symptoms.
0: Yeah, you don't know what to do. So let's just take a, a niche, Lee, and maybe kind of walk through what, what the niche being too broad or undefined would make something hard versus when it's really clear and defined and how much easier it becomes.
1: Yeah. So, um, we, we were having fun with the idea of grapefruit <laughs> when we were talking about this podcast. We were uh, our grapefruit and then also dogs. I think yeah. the dog one maybe is better.
0: I think so too. It's certainly relatable. You yeah. know, yeah. either you have dogs or you know people that have dogs or you had dogs growing up. Um, right. There are a lot of households. Yeah. So if your passion is dogs, I just want to work with dogs. I want to help everybody with dogs. I want to help all dogs. I want to do all things dog. Mm -hmm. you sit down at your computer to write something and all you can think about is all dogs. It's hard to pick a topic to write on. You know, it's hard to know who you're talking to. Are you talking to breeders? Are you talking to dog owners? Are you talking to dog people that manufacture stuff for dogs? Like if you just want to think, Oh, I want to do all things dog. It's, Mm -hmm. it's too hard to decide and too hard to know who you're talking to.
1: Yeah. So let's say you've got, you sell dog food. Um, or you have, what are those collars that you put on dogs that they spray like some kind of little mist every time they bark? That, so let's say you, you have, you manufacture those, you sell those things, and, but you think your niche is dog owners, and which makes sense, it's logical, and I, Mimi and I would not argue with you that that is indeed, that is a niche, it's part of your niche for sure. Like it's you're definitely not, it's not about the cats, it's not about the mice, it's not about deer, you know, dog owners, right? But and so if you went out and sat down to do the same emails Mimi's talking about, and you think it's all dog owners with all dogs everywhere on the planet, and you sell these little collars. You're you still might not be differentiating yourself enough, and it's harder to write those emails. It's harder to write the website copy, um, but if it's you know dog owners who live in apartments with barky dogs, because <laughs> not all dogs are barky, but you got a barky dog and an owner in a tight space, you might want that color.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So you can see how sitting down to write that email would be a lot easier, right? Because automatically you're like, "Hey, do you live in an apartment?" You yeah, know. No <laughs> so it's like you your focus and attention is so clear, and the people that have that um, issue and want your solution are going to see, and they're going to know exactly when they land on your website that that's what you offer, and that they're in the right place. Like, that's what you want, right? We can talk about that. If we have a website conversation one day, but when somebody lands on your website, you want them to know that that's for you. So if um, if you sell dog food and you have somebody that's looking for organic, you know, refrigerated dog food and they land on your website, you want to have a big picture of organic, you know, refrigerated dog food, as opposed to just pictures of dogs running around. People would say, "Hello." Oh, yeah, they have dogs. I wonder if they also sell these collars that I'm looking for. They sell (laughs) the dog food that I'm looking for. So you can see like how much easier it would be to design your website, to put your sales copy together, to write an email for it, because you're so clear on exactly who you're talking to. And they're going to know immediately that you're talking to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So again, you know, you're, A lot of people come to us and we, like, we've gone through this. It's not like we're like, oh, we know everything. We've always known everything. We've struggled with niche. You know, we've struggled with niche. So we understand the pitfalls and what happens when you don't, you know, define it enough or when you're torn and you're like, well, I don't want to exclude this population. Like early on, Oh yeah, um, we struggled with, well you know, cause we were thinking about di- divorce women, maybe that's our niche, but we're like, but what about just you know, like the 50 year old women out there who also want help? And what about these people? And what about these people? And we're just not wanting to exclude anybody cause we're like, everybody needs help. So, you know, why exclude? And um, it took us a while to commit to a, like a surprising amount of time given that all of us had had marriages that dissolved you know, a surprising amount of time to get to the divorced population.
0: Yeah. So why don't we just take a minute to, I think, um, talk about why writing down that niche statement is so critical and taking the time to do that. Because niche, you know, like Lee said, you can have it all in your mind and you can think you have what it is. But if you take the time to write a really compelling niche statement, that's what drives um, the efficiency, I would say, in everything else, right? Because if something is simpler to do, you become more efficient at it. So if what you want to do is put out, you know, four blogs or four powerful emails a month, you know, having this niche statement almost gives you like years worth of material, but because you've, a niche statement is not just one or two concepts, right? It's really defining those three pieces that we've talked about before. So it's like, oh, I can write an email about why I'm the right person to help you, or I can write an email about why me and my solution are the right thing for you today. You know, it's like you can pull all the different pieces out of it. You could probably write email after email after email about your solution because you've clarified it in that niche statement.
1: And you can um, connect with your customers in any communication, whether it's verbal or written, um, more closely and they, you get them, they get you right away. That connection is made. Because you've taken the time to clarify and get the languaging um, as sharp as you can. So it's, it's you know, going at your best niche for you is definitely um, a language thing, <laughs> you know, and it's important to write it down and really work with it on paper. And then, like Mimi said, you always have it to refer to.
0: Yeah. And it actually becomes like this whole idea of niche and and utilizing your niche statement becomes your point of differentiation. So, you know, if we drifted back to dog food, um, and so what you started to talk about was dog food and dog food, there's a lot of people out there talking about it. And so your customer might not hear, dig into that to see if in talking about dog food, you're also talking about organic refrigerated dog food.
1: And maybe it's green. You know, only green,
0: only yeah. green food here. Maybe it's vegetarian, as well. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever it might be. But this niche statement really helps you um, with that point of differentiation to your customers and lets them see like how you stand out from all the competition for them. Like, I don't have to weed through everything, it's right up front, exactly what I was looking for. Um, and I think it also gives you like credibility. Like if I was looking for somebody that had the best organic dog food and all you sold was organic dog food, I'm like, this person is an expert. This is who I want to work with. I don't want somebody who also sells any other kind of dog food and a lot of dog food that I may not believe is amazing dog food, even though I think there's a lot of kibble dog food. That's great. I'm not trying to tout, you know, like organic wet dog food, Um, but if you were somebody who said this person is an expert. Look, they know exactly what I want. Like it automatically is going to give you credibility to your customer.
1: Yeah. And that credibility also translates into for the seller, you know, for you, the person, you know, providing this dog food or whatever, coaching, whatever it is you provide, it it translates into internal confidence when you have clear language and you're as clear as you can be on what you're offering and how it solves the problem and who your customer is and what they're really thinking they want, which is a part of your niche statement, you just feel more confident. You know, Being able to sit down and write, that's not light stuff. I mean, being able to sit down and write emails, that's a big part of your business. <laughs> or again, doing that website copy and ad copy, that's a big part of most business owners' business and being able to do that seamlessly or less with less struggle and less stress is a huge deal and you have more confidence to do it.
0: Yeah, so many beautiful reasons to focus That's on niche and the power of niche. Yes. Yeah.
1: So um, what do we want you to take away from this? <laughs> that niche is so important. Don't dismiss it. Um, we, we try to you know uh, make this point over and over again to people in our programs, niche, niche, niche. And yeah, and, um, yeah, and c- come check us out. We definitely run, we run programs on Niche. So, you know, in the show notes, you can come over to our website and see if uh, a Niche program is coming up soon. Uh, we definitely will rotate through it and you'll find, um, you know, content on Niche. So come check us out yeah. at genius.co. Yeah,
0: thanks for for being here with us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you.
1: Yes, um, we, we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on, you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube, uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel you deserve that. Um, and and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.